Welcome to Puzzling Company, your home for at-home puzzles and mysteries. Here are your hosts, Jared and Zach. Welcome back to Puzzling Company, the year-end wrap-up episode. Zach, how are you today? I'm good. I, uh, it's been a pretty good day. I'm uh, very excited to get to talk about the end-of-the-year wrap-up. This episode, we're going to be talking about this year looking about how it went and talking about the future all in kind of one section. So no review of any game, no puzzles to the people, no questions for creators. Uh, this will be a little bit of a shorter episode for us, but you're definitely going to want to listen again, wrapping up a great second season slash year for us. And then some of the exciting plans that we have going into season three, hang out. We'll be right back with you. Well, Zach, here we are. End of the year. It is somewhere in December. I'm not even really sure. 2022 as of this recording. We did this last year. Do it again this year. Wrap up the year. First thing we want to say to everyone is thank you. Yes. Thank you for the listens, the subscribes, the support. It has been a year. Yeah. Professionally, personally. And before we dive into a lot of that for Zach and I, the other thing that we wanted to say is kind of open up this with an explanation, kind of an apology. Mm. When we started out this year, we had a lot of big dreams and they were good dreams. We were going to have a discord and a Patreon. And quite frankly, we felt like a lot of that slipped through the cracks and we let some people down. Yeah. And to those people, we're sorry. And you're not wrong. We did a bad job of the upkeep and the management of those things. If you're still listening, thanks for continuing on with us. But a couple of those things, even our activity in the, the groups and the chats just went down. If you looked at the amount of episodes that we were putting out at the beginning of the year versus by the time that summer hit, it just went down. And a lot of people we've talked to were really kind to us and encouraged to us and I even listened to an episode on podcast burnout. That was really helpful in the, the, the making of this episode. But mm. we just felt like we owed the community a, a little bit more than what we gave them yeah. this year. No, I agree. Um, we had a lot of expectations. And like you said, they were good. We felt like, and I feel like we've talked about this before to some degree on our podcast or when we started this, is that we're big components of quality and making like and hitting the puzzling company expectations of all our products or things that we tried to do. And we really did not this year on a few things. And so, you know, um, we do genuinely apologize for those and just know that we thought about it a lot. Like it was one of the things that we've discussed a lot of in the last few months. I know I've came to Jared about it before. I'm just like, Hey, like, you know, we started doing this and these things happened and I felt like I did not hit I didn't do these things or yeah. like you said, we're not as involved as we were previously. Absolutely. So we, we're not here to give our sob story. Woe is me. Feel bad for us. But a big part of this episode is us just being honest about the learning process that we're on yes. in making a podcast and in trying to not only speak for the games and, you know, encourage people to purchase those games 
we've talked about a lot of plans with a lot of different people. There's one point during this year where we were going to come out with a publication and yep. database all the games and uh, just so many of these things that are just yet to happen or might happen. But uh, I think for those that have, we said at the beginning of the year, we're going to be putting an episode out of every week. There were not 52 episodes this, nope. this year uh, whatsoever. And we learned a lot this year. So what we're going to be getting into in the future part of our conversation, which will be near the end of the episode is what we've learned. And as a result, what the future of the podcast is going to be. Mm. But I think we probably scared some people. There will be more puzzling company. Oh yes. And good, better puzzling company is what our hope is. Agreed. So hang around for this. We're not going to jump into it any break, but we just wanted to open up with those things. You're going to be hearing throughout this episode some of the personal things that have affected us this year. Mm. Even some of them are very recent and very raw, but we have been encouraged by each other and in talking with other people to be honest, share what's going on. But in order for us to get to the end of the year, we wanted to kind of recap 2022, the good, the bad, and the ugly for us, not the games that we played for us. No, yeah. Because we played some wonderful material this this year. And I just want to talk about that. So... Zach, there was some newness in format that we added this year. And do you remember what that was? We started adding uh, video games slash yes. online content yes. to our podcast. And and that was, I thought that was one thing we actually did really well this year was yeah. talked in our second section about, oh, okay, what does this format mean? What's the differences here? Yep. What are your big takeaways on adding video games and online digital content and wrapping up what we learned about these different formats and the way that we experience them. I think adding digital content was awesome for Puzzling Company. I think it's a a category of games that we still have not even really scratched the surface on in terms of the amount of games that are available to play. It was really cool to kind of discuss some of those things and look at them. But the other interesting part is I think it added a whole new dynamic to our conversations about like comparing things or having knowledge on how things operate, you know, because for us, you know, in the at-home space, it's kind of easy when you're comparing apples to apples, Yes, right? But if you're now bringing apples and oranges into play, they're not the same battlefield or the same ballpark, but it's interesting going like, okay, well, I've, you know, when I'm playing, as an example, a Scarlet Envelope, and I have an idea of how this game plays, and then I play a, a Root of All Evil, and then next thing you know, I'm playing uh, our first video game, Zoria. It's like, these are completely different experiences from each other, but like, I need to judge that one. I say judge. I have to look at that game it is judging. It, and judge it and then go like, okay, what did I really like about it? What as a puzzle game or as an experience itself and what I enjoyed about it and then what I thought could be improved or what I didn't like about the experience. And it was really interesting to add a whole new, like almost section to our category and in our knowledge base and go like, oh, well, that's kind of what it looks like to make that game or understand how it works. And then meeting the people behind it and like, yes. Going like, wow, okay, so instead of doing these, like, uh, you know, people who have a lot of experience in kind of more arts and crafts or, like, making boxes or 3D printing, this guy's making, like, has all these different programs and has to learn how to program this character to do this and for this interaction to happen. And it's really cool getting to meet those people, too, because, you know, I think sometimes we think, like, oh, they're a video game or an online experience. They might have, you know, especially video games, you're like, oh, it's got to be a big company that makes these video games. Some of the best games I've played are made by one person 
or made by a very small team. And then you're like, oh, well, they're probably a small team. that's like all adults and, you know, all of their lives are going to have a lot of money. And you're like, nope, uh, the people who made this team is a bunch of like people who all go to college together or, you know, this this group is uh, me and my grandma or, you know, like whatever. And you're like, wow, like it's crazy how these like adjacent spaces almost uh, in terms of normal at home, like tabletop puzzle games are so similar, but different. I agree. It is mind boggling. And I am a hundred percent glad that we did it. And we're going to continue doing these formats in the future. Yes. But it was a blast to kind of, you know, widen the circle a little bit and then see how that really related to our bread and butter, which is tabletop, Mm -hmm. right? Tabletop puzzle and mystery games. And Again, I uh, we talked about with the Spiras this concept of cross-pollination. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good for you to play a lot of different things. I get burnt out on puzzle games sometimes. And to go and play um, some League of Legends or some Fortnite or something else and then come back to my primary yeah. passion is really healthy. But to me, it was just like, oh, look how much can be done. When you step into a new arena and when you're in that new arena to see them flex the strengths of that. Yes. When I went back and thought about the things that we said, like, oh, I think digital escape games will be able to do this well. I think video games do this well. I don't think we were very far off. Yeah. Like I didn't looking back. I'm not like, oh, I was way off on X, Y, and Z. No. Like, I I think for the most part, because of our, you know, decades of gaming, we understood, but the nuances of how some of the people played those advantages was really interesting. And that's what I want to kind of talk about. When you think about some standout experiences that exemplify what we're talking about, what are some of those things? And again, I'm not saying like, these were the best games that we played this year and all of the other stuff was garbage. I'm just talking about things that really highlighted our year and drove the difference between boundaries. What would you say? And I'll give you a minute to think, because usually I throw you in the deep end on these questions and say, go Zach. And then I get the free time to think about what I'm going to say. But I've, I've thought about this a little bit. Some of the ones that really pushed me were I'm looking at two of them were solve our shirts. Cause that's a brand new format for us. I would still describe it as tabletop mostly, but just the degree and the amount that they were able to flex a t-shirt as a t-shirt to play a game was fantastic. One of the ones that I had no idea going into um, is getting to play Joy Swift's The Murder Mystery Investigations online. Wow. Like we put so much time into that. Yep. And that's where it flex. It was like, I'm not going to back down from the content that I'm giving you deal with it. And I was like, okay, okay. Okay. Well, I will roll with that. That really stood out to me kind of in that format. And then getting to play um, Zoria in the video game realm was interesting just because of the entire concept of that game. That game does not, I don't think plays well digitally in a web-based game at all. I've seen the concept used over and over in, tabletop but to design an entire game around the concept of shadow was mind-boggling to me and still really really cool so when i think through the three different ones beep 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 those are the ones that i'm like those are just super interesting to me this year Mm. what about you yeah so i'm trying to think of different experiences you know this is very recent we actually just talked about this but i think odes unboxed is one that i would put as my 
new for the space or kind of a transformed what I thought about it when it comes to at home yeah. experiences and how personalized the experience is, but also kind of what you can get from it and kind of the reward of the emotional payoff instead of it being about like opening the locks or solving the problem. It's yes. more about just the journey and the reward you get from that journey. In terms of the video game space, and, and kind of something that I found really cool is the We Were Here or the We Were There, that whole series that we got to, we get to play. We Were Here Forever, I think is what it's called, um, is the final one we played. But it's the fourth one in that series, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it was really cool to, we played those games before we even did the podcast yes. degree. And it was fun to play those and then get to cover the final one and play We Were Here Forever. And it was such a fun time to see how those puzzles have transformed but yeah. also our the like our idea of how those puzzles can be done in a video game space yes. but then also how narrative is so important but like mysterious in those experiences and how they added you know the stuff in the game but also one of the coolest aspects we found outside the game was the accessory of the new like lore videos they did for yes we were here forever i think that's what it's called but yeah that was super cool in that space. And then also I would say, I believe the game was called Dracula's New Friends, correct? Yeah. I actually liked how having Jeremy, if I'm not mistaken, is his name. Yes. Jeremy as the live actor, like part of the experience was so transformative for like an online, like, you know, for almost like a, I'm gonna, I'm not saying it is fully telescape, but like for a style of telescape game where it's kind of like point and click and you click on stuff and you get things, you're like, oh, that's like pretty normal in terms of a style. But then adding a like an actor into it. Avatar, baby. An avatar and kind of like plays into the whole experience and has characters and roles and can impact your stuff you're doing and kind of give you light and like hint system that's live with you was such a cool change to that. I wouldn't say change to the format, like it's never existed, but it was such a cool and, and welcoming experience for us and seeing something that we thought could be like in a certain way and stuck in a, in a realm of its own with Telescape add in a whole new element that amplified that experience. Yes. No, I, I think that's really great. I, I think those are some wonderful examples too. I was I was like, oh yeah, it, that, it did do that. Yes. As we think about the industry now over the last year, I love this because it's big picture, but thinking through those categories and if we had to kind of prognosticate and look towards the future and kind of what's happened. All three of these things were bumping in 2020 during COVID. Mm -hmm. We didn't have the podcast then. 2021, we were coming out of a lot of these things, but still seeing a lot of strength. And I want to give you my kind of, when I look at these three avenues, what I think, and I'm interested to hear your rebuttal okay. to them. When I look at tabletop puzzle games, we have lost the amount of new titles coming out via Kickstarter, but we are strong. I really believe that some of the Kickstarters that were backed during COVID are going to be on the show in 2023. Some of the, the big ones that I know a lot of us are still excited and waiting to play, but even the tried and true mass market games, which are a big indicator of things to come, I think we're still very strong. We saw a lot of the big names continue to make content, and it seems like the game companies are still willing to produce this at a high level. It's its own shelf at Barnes & Noble still, right? I feel good about it. And they are varying, and on the mass market, they are doing that. And then on the small kind of niche market, I'm still seeing a lot of cool things popping up. Mm. Kickstarter, I'm never on Kickstarter where there's not a new puzzle and mystery game that you can back multiple it wasn't like, you know, COVID when there was 20 and you didn't have money, but you were going to spend it all anyway. But I feel really good about tabletop. When we get to digital, digital is having to evolve. 
in terms of web-based. There are not many avatar games left. There's a few. And the digital games that are coming out are having this hard decision to make about price point, about do we just go ahead and build it to throw it on Steam? Do we keep it web-based? And I really enjoyed Wolf Escape Games this year for that. Here's this great online web-based game, and they did some really, really cool things with that. The phone element of that game, to me, is still like one of the standouts of this year. Very, very cool stuff. But I think there's still a lot of volatility there. Most people that were escape rooms have all but shut down most of their digital enterprises. I was talking to Nick from U Escape yesterday, and I asked him the question. I said, well, how are you doing in terms of users 2019 to right now? Because he's on a subscription-based plan. He was like, I'm up. I was like, that's great. I was like, you're the OG. Like, you're the person that we look to. But on the whole... I'm going to say over 50% of digital games that were around during COVID aren't around anymore. Mm-hmm. And that stinks, but you had to look at who was creating them and why they were existing yeah. to understand the context of that. And it was well, mostly escape room owners trying to keep their business afloat and continue to provide content. Lastly, video games are just continuing to be strong, strongest because the content is immediately available to you. It comes right to you. And we've seen some really cool games come out and we're going to get to play some really cool games, puzzle and mystery games in the new year. That is my 30,000 foot view of where we're at and the content that we cover your thoughts about what I said or your own thoughts in response. Okay. I think I'm pretty much on board on everything you said in terms of that. I agree with a lot of it. I think video games are going strong. I think we keep seeing more and more of that kind of content and it's more readily available. It's really cool. I think in terms of the at-home space, in terms of at-home puzzle mystery games, I think we are still chugging. I think it's slower. I think it's still going strong, but I think it's slower. I think the biggest part that I've started to notice, and maybe I'm wrong because I don't have the most, I don't have a perfect view on all of it, is I feel like there's a lot of content that is still a bit behind schedule or kind of like taking longer than anticipated, and that's okay but I felt like there was a lot of games that are still just kind of like, we're like waiting to see them. Yeah. And mind you, they'll hopefully be coming out next year. So that, but I felt like there was some games that did come out this year. And there was a lot of companies I do know that were kind of like, this was kind of, it was a year for them. So like yes. some content didn't come out. And so that's okay. Or they were passion projects that, Oh, now I can go back to my job. Yes. And they got put on the back burner. So a little bit. I think it at home, I think we're still chugging along strong, but I think it's slowing down more than, I was expecting it to, or it's just a little bit behind schedule in terms of projects or uh, release dates, stuff like that. In terms of the digital aspect or like avatar games, stuff like that, I agree. I think a lot of them have started to drop, unfortunately. And I think a lot of that is due to the context of like them being created by escape room owners or people who are trying to get by during COVID and stuff like that. I think there's still a lot of really good content out there. I think some of the people who have been strong, like you escape or um, some of the other experiences we've played are still just stronger than ever or getting better because those, some that are staying there yes, are getting all the attention now and going like, Hey, like we're still here. Like you can be with us. And I think it's almost, I'm going to go to an adjacent space, but we don't cover this on the show is escape rooms. Mind you, you own an escape room. We uh, play a lot of escape rooms. We play a lot of escape rooms. And spoiler, we will not be covering them yeah. as reviews. Yeah, we will be no. mentioning them, but we will not we will not be reviewing escape yes, rooms. Yeah. Um, but for those, it's the same thing. I feel like like I feel like for us and how we've been doing and things like that, we're getting stronger than ever. Like we keep growing and that's really awesome. But you know, I think it's the same thing I feel like almost with the digital, the almost avatar space. It's like people are starting to drop out. Like people who are in it for the long haul for escape rooms 
are they're going back to escape rooms. They're going back to escape rooms. Yeah. But there's some people who are like, I tried doing it to make a quick buck for escape rooms and do it while it was a big trend early on. And then like when COVID hit, they're like, no, I'm completely done. Mind you, some of those people did it because COVID kind of just stopped. And that's, yes. and I'm not saying that against those people like, Hey, if you stopped during COVID, you, you did it because you don't care anymore. Some people just couldn't continue more. And that's a okay. And I, you know, and I feel bad for those people that they couldn't continue, but a lot of people went, oh, okay, it's just not worth it anymore. Like that was my money I got out of it. Deuce. And then, you know, we, a lot of games just closed or went out, went away. And then for people like us who are like, hey, we're in it for the long haul, you know, or for other escape rooms that I've seen, like, we're making money, baby. Come to us. We're playing. <laughs> we'll keep growing. We'll keep going. The only thing that I've seen continue to be strong, and I I am forecasting that it will dip more in 2023. And I'd like to see some more numbers on this, but this is just my take on looking at posts and talking to other people is that corporate online bookings seem to still be strong. Yes. And and still a lacking point for escape rooms. Mm-hmm. especially since the metropolitan areas were some of the most highly shut down and governed for COVID. So it seems like the people who are making good money off of digital avatar, whatever style of games are those that have been able to connect to the corporate world instead of the just average player. Yes. And we're still waiting to see a full return and it makes sense, right? It makes logical sense. Big groups of people still a little wary for some folks but we're still waiting to see like the big return of that in escape rooms. Like every other day is a corporate event, party, holiday party, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I just, I, I think it's really interesting looking at those three things. They're not simultaneously linked to each other. Each one of them is in a little bit of a different state, but I'm hopeful that we'll still be able to get and find great content on all three fronts. Agreed. Moving forward kind of to what does that mean for us? We had a really great year. We're super thankful for all of the creators who came on the show, everybody who sent us their content. We are super thankful for all of you getting to reconnect with a lot of folks at the end of this year. We want to kind of paint a picture through Zach and I's latter half of the year to about how and why we're moving the direction we are for our third year, Mm. which I feel good about because every sophomore year that I had was crap. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Like, Sophomore year of high school was garbage. Sophomore year of college for me was horrendous. And every second, I don't like seconds. Yeah. So grad that the sequel's over. Let's move on to the trilogy. But to kind of paint a picture of what happened to us and what we learned from it is in 2021, we had all the time in the world and we were very ambitious with our goals, which we should have been. And we got a dose of reality mid-year 2022 and Zach, what happened mid year 2022 for us? Yeah. So in terms of our work life, um, so the escape rooms, we had, um, two operational managers that we had at both our stores, um, one at each and pretty quickly after each other, we had one leave, um, and go pursue something new. And then the other one was let go was let go. Yes. So we went very quickly from having two operations managers, fully running stores, and trying to do some new things and kind of start expanding some ideas about growing as a company to, okay, uh, two heads of the company, I say heads, but like two like big figures at both places are now gone. And now we're like, uh, we didn't prepare for them leaving. So, uh, very unexpected. Yes. Departures. Very unexpected. So we're like, okay, what do we do? I don't know how much Jared wants me to talk about it, but we had kind of a freak out moment, being honest, in terms of like trying to get everything set and kind of just do things while they're gone, as well as kind of Jared figuring out the play of what we're going to do and kind of what we're going to go for in the future, as well as kind of 
we were kind of discussing a few things and some ideas of how we can grow. And um, we kind of started some new systems, which is really cool. This has been great things, but stressful and kind of changed a lot of our uh, timeline was that um, with those changes, we kind of had to figure out how we're going to have new operations managers. And so we created a, Jared had created a, a system kind of to let people, you know, like, hey, I'm going to be more involved again until we kind of get things rolling. And um, and that meant we had to step farther away from the podcast. Yes, we were, you mainly more than I was at the time. Mind you, we both were very but busy. All um, of all of the plans that we had, the future thinking plans were cut. Cut. Yeah. We uh, had to immediately get rid of the fire that was at yes. MER and locked. Yep. And so we started that process. And so we kind of, Jared implemented some new stuff and was able to actually give us um, some new contracts as well as kind of start implementing the future of what we want from our escape rooms, which is, it's it's one of those things that it it was really unfortunate that it happened, but also good. Yeah. And, I, and I don't mean that like, I mean, it really sucked in the moment. But it was kind of a time that I think Jared agrees with me that we had a time to really adjust and realize where we were at and be able to go like, oh, well, like we need to improve all these things. And yeah. This is our time to make those adjustments and start preparing for the future. Um, and we have. And but if you look then at how many episodes we started putting out once July hit, that's where we really dropped off. And that's what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode. But in that, Zach and I got to have some really good conversations about the pace at which we were doing this mm-hmm. and what is really realistic moving forward if all of this is going to work. Yes. And from that and from just some other life stuff happening, like it's been like 13 days since my mom passed away and we're recording this. Yep. Just a lot of life things have happened this year to Zach, to me. And it kind of put what this podcast is in perspective. Mm. And it really, for us, ironically revolved around the second word. And it is, what does that mean for puzzling company? What is the more important usage of the word company? Is it the financial goals of this podcast? Mm. Or is it the community and the people that are involved in the journey that we're on together? Yes. And that was a very easy question for us to answer um, for us. And we're taking the money and running, everybody. See That's ya. Right. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it very clearly was not only our listeners, the creators, and as we're going to talk about the people, primarily Zach and I, that was more important. And that wasn't necessarily, the, we had a lot of financial goals. We had a lot of business goals, which we still have. And that's, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. But we needed to really refocus on what was important. Mm-hmm. Just given, again, all of the different things that have happened and are happening in our lives. And what we decided is we need to make things more sustainable. So in what we're about to pitch you, it may sound like we're backing off. I think it may be the opposite. But we want to pitch you our vision for 2023. Hmm. So in terms of just the podcast, Zach, yes. what are some changes that our listeners are going to experience in 2023? Yeah. So I think the first thing I'm going to cover is actually the change in terms of how the show is formatted. That's great. So one of the things that I think people are very well used to when it comes to a puzzling company episode is actually the third and final section of the show, which is questions for creators. 
going into the future, we have decided and we're kind of pitching that we have decided to actually kind of reformat and get rid of that section of yes. our show. There's a lot of reasons why. I don't know how much Jared would like to discuss them. I don't probably have a problem talking about it. Just open and honest. Yeah, but being honest about it. So we've decided that part of it is that a lot of the time that we spend towards episodes is during the third and final section of the show. So as an example, you know, we make an episode and nothing against the people, but we'll just say this as an example. Um, we do an episode on Wish You Were Here, right? And we were like trying to get the creators on or we were here together and stuff like that. Sorry. Yeah, we were here. So people who create those games. We, You're talking about the digital. The digital video games. Yes. yes. Sorry. So yep. yeah, we were here. Uh, so let's say we we're playing those and, you know, we play the game and the game takes some amount of time, right? We do our part of the show, which is sections one and two. Doesn't take us too long in terms of our time putting towards it. But then, you know, we have to contact the creator and that can take weeks to months, depending on how busy the people are and obviously their schedules. And then trying to plan out when we're going to do an interview and then trying to get that all set up and then doing the actual interview itself. We just realized we were spending a load of our time to that. And it was the part that also is the longest for us to have edited that we essentially were always stuck in a, in a spot of like, oh, well, like we have plans of doing this many episodes this month and we do all our parts. And then we kind of are stuck to a degree about other people's schedules. Yeah. And it made it really difficult to be like, yeah, well, well, we have everything ready for this new episode, but we're kind of waiting on the creator. And that's not the, I'm not blaming the creators. Because right. sometimes we were very late. Yes. It's get, also getting that. Problem. It's it's also our problem as well. Absolutely. But we were just, we found ourselves stuck a, lot, stuck a lot of time in terms of our normal schedule that we were kind of waiting on part of our episode, which is normally the, that part, as well as what we've noticed. And I know some people may have a depending, different opinion, but the statistics that I've looked at. Our third section is, mind you, most podcasts or shows, the later it goes, the less people listen. Yes. But specifically in our third section, it goes like, okay, people listen for like the first five to 10 minutes and then it drops dramatically. Yeah. And it feels like in talking to some of the different creators, I think um, we had actually one of the creators from ClueQuest, um, we were talking to them. Mind you, we have a relation with them being very open, um, but we were asking his opinion about the whole section. And they were very much like, well, a lot of it's stuff that we already know and it feels kind of irrelevant or not like needed. And so, you know, mind you, some of it is really fascinating. Like, I think there are certain people that you're like, oh, and I don't mean that against certain people, but if you're like, oh, we have a special guest on and it's more like rare, a bigger thing than you like want to pay attention to it more. But if it's like every episode is that, it almost takes away the flavor of the special guest. Yes. Um, And we were just like, oh, I get it. Like, that makes sense. Like. So long story short, we just kind of realized that dropping the third section, one, we can make episodes shorter so people have something they can eat more like in one sitting and kind of listen to and enjoy, but also it makes it to where we, we can create content and not be stuck to other people's schedules as well. Only our, only us to blame. Yes. Moving forward. Yeah. Or the mail. The mail. The mail is also to blame, potentially. The, the other thing that we're doing is we're not putting out an episode every week. Correct. We are going to be putting out three episodes a month, mm-hmm. and I think that's going to open up a lot of opportunities for us to be a little more scheduled. It'll always come out on the fives, the fifth, the fifth, the fifteenth, and the twenty-fifth. So about every ten days, an episode will drop, um, and we're going to keep going with our format of you'll probably get a tabletop experience every month, you'll get a digital experience every month, you'll get a video game every month. Yep. Um, and that will allow us to continue diversifying. But the other, and this is where things get exciting for me, 
is that doesn't mean we're going to be necessarily playing less games. And that's for two big reasons. One of them is we're moving the podcast during 2023 to video, Mm -hmm. Um, not just video, but you will be able to see us on YouTube, which is really exciting. Mm -hmm. But we'll also be focusing on short form content a lot this year as well. Yes. So quick one minute review videos, some different cool stuff that we're actually doing a big creative workshop on next week. Mm -hmm. Um, And you might say, Jared, that makes zero sense. You already said you were busy. You already said other people were busy. And you just said you're going to start being to put out more content, even though it may be shorter. Mm. How does that work? Well, I already told you that the more important word, or I should say uh, meaning of company for us is the people that we do this with. Yes. So we're growing a little bit. Yep. Zach, tell us about that. Yes, so um, we will be having two new people uh, be joining us and helping with our social media aspect of the short content, as well as you might be able to see them on an occasional episode of Puzzling Company, so you'll get to meet more about them. Um, but we will be having, um, I'm not going to say their names because I don't know how publicly they want to announce it yet, Yes. Uh, but we will be having two uh, of our great friends and coworkers um, at our escape rooms who are wanting to in- try out and kind of uh, they are very interested and excited about the podcast and they were very excited to hear the opportunity to belt to, to contribute to it more. Absolutely. And, be a part of it, so. and one thing that Zach and I have learned this year is we can talk all day about, Oh, what does this feel like to someone who as isn't as experienced, which is important, right? Because that's yes. the way that our section of the industry grows, right? Is by yes. getting to new people experience this type of stuff. You're going to get to see that through the eyes of people that are very thoughtful, mm-hmm. very well-spoken, but they're newbies. Yes. And that's very exciting to me because that is going to further well-round out the perspective that we get to present to you all. Yes. So be looking for them. January forward, you'll slowly start seeing them sprinkled in more and more. So don't be surprised when you see two people who do not look like yes. start talking to you on our social media or other content. And, and if you've never seen us before, like some people at Recon, you're like, oh, true. oh that's what you look like. That's also so true, yes. it'll be funny. You may be thinking, oh, that's Jared and Zach when really it's, it's uh, two new people joining us. But we're excited to diversify the type of content that we offer. And I think it'll actually allow us to cover more as we go yes. on yeah. um, and do some cool things with that and be a little more involved instead of a little less involved. But many hands make light work, Zach. Very true. Uh, so we're super excited about that. Other things that are changing um, that I want to talk about are in regards to our Discord and our Patreon. Yes. The Discord is frivolous. Go be a part of the Puzzle People, the PPGM group on Facebook, which is now close to 3,000 members, Yeah, which is really excited. Have a discussion with us there. What we learned is we don't have anything to say here, and we were making crap up that you shouldn't be able to just have a conversation there with us about. It was like the thing that you should do if you have a podcast. I'm telling you to come be a part of the bigger community that we don't outright have any control or ownership over. Agreed. So come interact with us there. That's a Facebook group. There's other smaller Slack channels and this and that that aren't associated with us. And I think that's okay. Yeah. What we learned is we don't have the time to manage a Discord in addition to other things. Yeah. So that's number one. The other thing we're really excited about is the Patreon. We did not do a great job with the Patreon. The people that supported us, thank you so much. We're actually going to move it to one tier. Yep. And this is why. And I think this will be a lot of fun. One of the things that Zach and I are always biting our tongues on around here is 
let's not spoil this. Yep. Like, and I think so much of the conversation that we want to have and that people want to hear is you're beating around the bush and dancing around it. Like I've played this game. I want to know exactly what you're talking about. So anybody that joins our single tier Patreon, every single episode that we do, which is the three a month, we're also going to be putting out a, a final section to kind of take this questions for creators where Zach and I are going to talk a little more freely. We're going to be a little rawer than we are. And, and, okay. and, and, uh, <laughs> and we're going to, we're going to go back through the game and speak very specifically yes. and very freely about what it was again, not trying to be mean. We may be a little more, <laughs> a little more juiced up during that episode. Oh, yeah. It's like, the after hours episode where we can sit down and talk about the game. Oh, it's the same thing with like, uh, we talked about this earlier, or maybe on another episode, but, uh, it's like the people do this with movies and with shows and stuff like that. Like, Hey, like you, sometimes you go to YouTube and you watch people at like, watch their reviews of things. Cause you're like, Oh, I agree with them or have the same thought process, but also with escape rooms and adjacent space, one of the best favorite, the best parts of the game is the after talk where yes. you just, you just say everything you felt about that game, spoiler and not. Yep. And so it'll be like a moment for you guys to have that with us and see like, Oh, like, yeah, I, I felt the same way Zach did, or I did not feel the same way Zach did. And Jared's definitely the cooler one of the two. And you know, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, and, and, and what I think what it'll really be is it'll honestly be the first thing that we record yes. to where we play the game and we record that. And then we record that because if you know us, we don't base our final review off of that, but we think it would be really interesting for you all to hear that and then come back and hear the review and see how yes. we've grown and thought and processed all of that. So I think that will be really fun because things will change as anybody who puts off a hot take on anything. Hot take time. Hot take. Uh, so I, we're going to be calling that our hot take spoiler for anybody that wants to be a part of that on our Patreon. And I think that'll be a lot of fun. You'll get to see a little more personality. And if you're paying for us on Patreon, we want to get to know you a little bit more. You should see us a little bit in yes. our natural element as well. So check that out. At the end of the day, it's probably still going to be very nice because that's just <laughs> Zach and I don't have it in us to be complete buttholes to anybody out yeah, there, no. but we will be saying things like, I don't think that was a good puzzle. Yeah. And here's why, <gasps> I, which we never say on air. I so know, we'll be yeah. getting a little franker. And I think that's good just for everybody listening as well. That's really all we have mapped out. Don't mm. expect video anytime like January 1st episode, you'll still be with us just audio. But the big other thing that we wanted to talk about is moving and transitioning spaces. Yes. Also that. True. So tell us a little bit about that, Zach. Yes. So, uh, we currently have our dungeon space is where <laughs> we have the puzzling company office. Uh, there's no windows, so we love it down here. Reminds us of where we're at. It's uh, where we, it's our roots, It's our roots, baby. But we've decided to grow out of the roots and have, uh, decided to move our space into actually a part of one of our escape rooms. We have, a. Uh, a kind of a break space slash hangout area that used to be an escape room that uh, we've decided to mold and transform into our new podcast studio. Yeah. And it, which is great because we'll be doing the video there. Yep. Be giving us a lot of different options. And I think one of those things that everybody wants to see is like, we always are talking about this wall yep. of stuff that we keep. Mm -hmm. And now that we're going video, you can see it. We'll point to stuff. We'll yep. have the game. You can see it. It feels, we talked long ago, but we just didn't feel comfortable or well-suited to do video right off the bat. And that's okay. Yeah. We're going to, one of the big things that we have learned and probably the biggest takeaway is we're going to take this 
at our pace to the benefit of the people that are working on this podcast. Yes. And that's kind of our goal for 2023 is no grand scheme. We're going to move to video shocker. We're going to do things a little more organized, simplify some things, but no big crazy for 2023. We just want to keep talking about these wonderful games, getting to do that together, add people to the table. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you all will be along for the ride and tell your friends about it. That's the hope. And hopefully we'll all grow together. But Zach, what do you want to, what do you want to say wrapping up 2022? I'm done with this year. I'm ready for a new one. No. It's Boston Zach. He's back. <laughs> I'm back. I want some donkey. No, no. Like we said at the very beginning, uh, thank you to everyone. I know some of the creators I've talked to in the last few months have been really encouraging and kind of supportive in our journey and kind of reminded me, you know, being honest, there's some times that it's, you know, frustrating and especially with everything else going on that we are working on. And I don't want to get too much about our uh, boohoos, but you know, it, it has been a crazy time for us lately in the last like six to seven months. So kind of being reminded that people understand and are, we're human just like they are. And they, they get that we're trying to do this at our own pace and realize like we got humbled in a lot of ways. And I want to say I was very thankful that everyone that I did talk to about it and kind of ask some opinions of in some of our people that listen to our show were very thoughtful and understanding. I'm like, yeah, like we still love what you do. Like it's understandable. You're, you're, you're human. We didn't expect you to be perfect. And you know, um, we're very excited to go in the new year and kind of have all these fixing up some things that we need to fix up on, but also introduce some new things and have you guys be able to have that new content. I'm pumped. That's going to wrap us up for 2022, a learning year, but still a good year. We played some rockstar games this year. Absolutely. That I hope some of you pick up and we're going to learn. We're going to get better and journey with you all into 2023, which should be a really exciting year, not only for puzzling company, but just some of the stuff that's coming out. Oh yeah. In 2023, we're super excited. Um, we also might do a little traveling in 2023. Um, oh, which I'm very <laughs> Zach. Zach didn't know this. I um, didn't know this. But uh, we have, like I said, a big creative meeting a week from today. Okay. And uh, that's one of the things we're going to be talking about. So we're your home for at-home puzzles and mysteries, but we may not always be coming to you in the future from our home. Oh, we'll leave it at that. Interesting. Well, that's news to me. (laughs) Leave them on a teaser. That's the best way to end out the year. For Jared and Zach, this is Puzzling Company. See you guys next year. Thanks for listening. Find us on social media at Puzzling Company and online at puzzlingcompany.com. Check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, keep puzzling. Shift Cassette Studios. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.